Hello, and welcome to this episode of Zeal Talk. very excited by my guest tonight because um well she's batshit crazy to be <laughs> honest <laughs> people call me that and then I'm like you need to meet Emma uh, <laughs> Emma Hollis is our guest today she is the MD and co-founder of a recruitment business and she's just told me she set up in 2007 um in the middle of a recession having never having never worked in recruitment in her life is that a fair, a fair <laughs> intro, Emma? That's completely true. <laughs> so what, why did you start a recruitment business having never worked in recruitment? How did that come about? Um, so apparently I've always wanted to work for myself. And I say apparently because people remembered me saying that like at school. Um, and I was working in an organisation where I just thought, I really want to work for myself. There are a few things happening that made me feel uncomfortable about how, how other people were being treated and I was just sat there at my desk with my calculator and my friend rang me and she said what are you doing I said I'm just sat with my calculator wondering what business I should set up to turn over a million pound as quick as possible she went recruitment I went that's it <laughs> really that's true that's yeah your, that is so just... she worked in recruitment um I'd met a couple of other people probably six months previously that had said you should work in recruitment and I just thought you know what I need to do it for myself now I'm not yeah. gonna go do that working for somebody else I'm just gonna do it yeah so that was 12 years ago yes yeah almost and, now, 13, and yeah. now you are MD and like I said co-founder of a successful recruitment company yeah. do you call it an agency or company does it matter I think it depends how many drinks I've had. Right, okay. <laughs> well, sober I agency? say company. Company, yeah, right, we're a okay. recruitment company. Right, okay, cool. And, um, I mean, my next question actually stems from my brother who sent me uh, a question in on our LinkedIn. And uh, it, it's kind of a question I was going to ask anyway, but he frames it better. Uh, he said, uh, taxman, recruitment, or estate agent, what's worse? Um, option D, politician. <laughs> Very true, yeah, good answer. But obviously the, the recruitment business does get a bad rep, doesn't it? Do you understand that and do you know why and, and why do you think that is? So having never worked in a recruitment agency, I hear things that have happened. I've never witnessed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, people don't do things in uh, Pyramid 8 that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, yeah. We're ethical. Um, and I guess the answer to that is, I suppose people get a bad reputation in whatever they do if they don't do it well. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, it's quite an emotional journey, is accepting, going for a new opportunity, a career. And I live by this and say this in whatever situation. People will never remember exactly what you said to them, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. So you, so I guess that it's quite a unique kind of point of view you have because like you said you've never actually I mean I've I've worked at good and bad agencies so where agencies get bad reps I kind of know why and how that happens but you've come from it totally fresh mm. and did was it your friend that was in recruitment that you set up with no 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 all so right. I, I set up with a guy it was actually my manager at the time where I worked and him being completely opposite to me and completely risk averse I thought well when I mentioned it to him on the way home he'd probably say no but he said yeah <laughs> 
And we were. Wait, so he'd never worked in recruitment no, either? No. Neither of you had? No, wow. and, and, okay. and you would never believe that he would do that. But we are complete polar opposites. And actually, it's about the right time, isn't it? And the universe. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, right. We're going to come on to that because we have slightly differing opinions on that. But I, but I like, I like some of the stuff you say about that. But yeah, I think that I think it's really important to have that ying to your yang so Mike RMD here who's been with us since day one um, he's totally opposite to me he's everything I'm not way better organised much more attention to detail smarter um, but also I kind of bring the optimism and he brings the realism and, and I think when you've got a personality where you just want to run and do everything <laughs> excitedly like excitable Edgar you uh, you need somebody to kind of um, rein you in a bit don't you yeah um, so on that then the secret this is oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we met we actually met through Simon Bollen who was our last guest on the uh, podcast and um, you were telling me about the secret and how you believe the universe delivers what you ask it to talk to me about that what's that about it's as simple as gratitude is the attitude and if you are thankful and grateful for everything then you can have anything you want but isn't it sometimes hard to so I mean let's talk of trains <laughs> because trains they're late they're delayed they're overcrowded how do you, in the morning when I'm late for work and I can't go how do I stay how do I stay grateful for that come on so you have to be thankful and grateful that you're there and you can there's an opportunity that's going to come your way and just believe that something's going to happen and it all falls into place and if you feel it and get that excited feeling in your tummy You'd be like, yeah, she's telling me to do that. But when that train arrives and something will happen on that train, oh my goodness, that is why I was delayed earlier. Ah, okay. Look what I've just believed and look what I've just received. Have you got any examples of that? Oh my goodness, I do this all the time. (laughs) Right, so people just don't believe me, right? So we can have something as simple. You start with a free cup of coffee or a parking space or... Then, be a little bit brave and go, the parking space with the free ticket. But no, seriously, so I can tell you about a time with an amazing pair of shoes I had that I purchased um, 13 years ago um, for symbolising something massive that had happened in the business. Andrew, my business partner, said, you need to go buy yourself something to signify this. I said, oh yeah, I'll go get some shoes. Okay. I love shoes. Um, So I bought these amazing red Alexander McQueen shoes. Nice. And I wore them till they nearly fell off my feet. And actually I fell down the stairs in the bar and grill in Leeds when it were on Great Street. I fell down the flight of concrete stairs in the basement. I didn't spill a drop of vodka. This (laughs) Italian guy caught me. Right, and uh, but I fractured the heel. Ah. So I took them back to Andrew and said, he's not a cobbler, but can you fix them? <laughs> anyway, couldn't Wait, fix them. Wait, is he your business partner? Yeah. All oh, right, okay. Couldn't fix them, couldn't find another pair, because there's only so many. <coughs> um, anyway, I kept them for a while, and then I finally got rid of them. Yeah. But you see... Not this summer, the summer before, I was listening to um, Extensions of the Secret. And I was, yeah, I was laying on the beach in on holiday thinking... Oh, those shoes. I love those shoes. And I was thinking, I could run for a taxi in them shoes. I could do anything. Everybody stopped and talked to me about these red shoes. You'd have thought I were Dorothy. (laughs) And And I just imagined how they felt on my feet. And then later on that day, I went up to my room. And I'd only just started selling some things on eBay. I'd never, ever bought or bid 
and I just typed in McQueen 6 and there they were. <laughs> and they had been sat in somebody's wardrobe for 12 years waiting for me to love them because the much love you send to something, you bring it your way. Yeah. And I was like, well, of course they're there because I've just imagined that they're going to be. Yeah. So, um, right, what do I do about this then? Because uh, I don't know how to bid. That ends when I uh, sat on the aeroplane later. So uh, what am I going to do? Oh, well. She says she wants £175. I'll get them for 120 So I sent a bid thinking, well, has it gone? Yeah. Immediate, I got an accept. Oh, did you? Then, I see you yeah. got them straight away. So I got the shoes. Yeah. And just so you know, it's really true. Yeah. Three months later, I imagined, I thought, oh, I should have bought them in black when I bought them all that time ago. There they were, <laughs> two weeks later in black. <laughs> so I've got both pairs. All right. <laughs> for less than the price I paid for one 12 years ago. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm a believer. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know. The thing that I do like, though, and, I have to, and I've thought of you since this, is, is the gratitude thing. Because I think it, it's, it just changes your attitude naturally. Um, it turns your mood around. So a weird thing that I do, and I don't know why I do this, and uh, my husband goes mad at me because he's like, it's a pound every time. But when I go to the supermarket, I always leave the pound in the trolley. Yeah. Because I always think... When you find a pound in the trolley, yeah, okay, you've got a pound, but also it changes your mood, it puts you in a good mood. So I always like to leave the pound in the trolley so that somebody goes, oh, yes, I found a pound in the trolley, and it changes their mood for the better. Yeah, but and it's, it's giving yeah. that feeling. But yeah. I've done it with so many things. I mean, I could completely bore everybody to death with it if they're not interested, don't believe. Yeah. And the only thing is you've got to try it Yeah. because it's amazing. Yeah. But also, I think if you even if you don't believe, it's still it's still a nice way to live your life, isn't it? Because it's all about positivity and, like you say, gratitude. Yeah. So And feeling happy. Yeah. And when you're on that vibe, you attract people to you with that vibe. Yeah, I do believe that, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and it just happens all the time. And if you are in a feeling negative mood, you just watch how many people negative come your way. Yeah. Oh, switch it around fast. Yeah. I physically feel, you know, when you were a kid and you used to put itching powder down people's tops? Yeah. That is how I feel if I'm stood around somebody who is just draining the energy out of the life of that, um, well, wherever you stood together or if they're talking directly to me, I have to get the hell out of there. So would you just leave? Uh, well, I... Politely. Yeah, politely. Well, I know. I physically feel uncomfortable if I've got somebody around who is just... So do you get feelings from people straight away when you first meet them? Do you kind yes. of go, that's my kind of person? I can, or... yes, yeah. Yes, I okay. do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you do. do. You th- does that help in recruitment then? Or Absolute, jokes aside? Absolutely. Because actually that's a talent to have, right? Yeah, it is. And it's like, um, you know, not saying anything about, you know, like, there's a lot of people do online dating now and I've done recruitment for so long when I was single and I just couldn't be bothered with the online dating because the bits I tried, it was like, you go meet, you find somebody on the internet, you go meet them for, you know, in first 10 minutes if they get a job or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasted me evening. So yeah. yes, I do know straight away. So yeah. I'll meet people and think, and I've done this so many times, yes, um, that person would fit brilliantly with yeah. that company who's got that. Um, and before when you said things about recruiters, when I first set up, um, over the first few years, actually, I think back to quite a few people, like business owners, that had said the same phrase, I hated recruiters until I met Emma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Well, I think that's true. I mean, we used a couple of recruiters, and the recruiters that we use have always made a conscious effort to get to know me and the business, and that's the big difference. I mean, I think the recruiters that do get the bad name are the one that just blanket CVs out, unsolicited, mm. don't know what you want. Just I think 
yeah, it, it, there are obviously good recruiters out there and they are, you know, um, you know, helpful to business owners that need to find the right people. But having a skill where you can get a vibe off somebody and knowing what who they would go with is it must be, yeah, very helpful in, yeah. in your day-to-day or, life. Or believe, or or believe yeah. in the universe, right? And yeah. I've actually brought people into my business from imagining it and believing it. And I'm telling you, there was one person that I'd interviewed 18 months previously. And when she left, I knew she was going to be in my business one day. Yeah. And she she said it wasn't the right time and I got it, but I just instinctively had that feeling. Yeah. And then 18, 18 months after... Um, I was sat thinking, right, it's the right time now with what we're going to do for her to join the business. And I started thinking about it and feeling and imagining how we engaged at that interview. And I am telling you now, within five days, there was the email in my LinkedIn inbox saying, Emma, I found myself looking at your website. I'm ready to talk and make a move if you would be interested to speak to me again. That five is, days that is, that is five days that's a long time for manifesting trust me <laughs> should have done it quicker <laughs> so this is a book then right you can all anyone so can read yeah the book you can and... like yeah the secret uh, by Rhonda byrne absolutely love it there's a movie coming out if it's right. not already out um i actually love listening to the audiobook and anybody right who thinks oh it's just a load of whatever um there's another one and you do nine experiments and in fact I'm going to challenge you to do this. Oh, no. Because you are sceptical and it's about the train. Clearly, there's far more interesting things you can manifest than a train turning up on time, so we need to have a word. You try manifesting a train on time. If you can manifest a train on time with Northern Rail, wow, you'd be a millionaire. I manifested not getting charged for the whole bill for us all eating at the dinner table in a restaurant. I, Seriously, I, gonna, I, I can try one. Yeah, yeah, fine. So there's there's something called E squared by Pam Grout. Now you've got to you've got to read this. I'll listen to it. I love listening to her. And there's nine experiments to do. And you know what? It's like she says, "What have you got to lose? You can go back to your miserable life after if you think it don't work." (laughs) (laughs) But you just each one. Some of them will take about forty-eight hours, but it just shows you how you're opening your mind up to seeing different things. Yeah. And when you do it, it opens your mind to better possibilities of other things in your life. But you'd need to do it and then share with me your experience yeah because it's just so good okay all right i'll do that i'll be prepared to do that what do i have to read something or listen to so read or listen but actually for me it was not a reader it's like really short bursts so it's like a little bit and then right do this experiment now don't read anymore for another 48 hours and it's really good okay i will do that i will do that i do i do think i for me what you're saying I, i don't um laugh at it i think i don't think it's a secret i just think it's having the right mindset so sometimes it might be wrapped up in something different, but but I will yeah I'll try that. It's the I'm up secret for that. to a happy life. Isn't well it? yeah, well yeah we all want that. Or, well or, yeah. or a train on time. I'd take that anyway. Um, right, so I have some kind <laughs> We've of got to um, move on from that train we'll on get, that, seriously. <laughs> we're um, what we're, would you really like? <laughs> honestly, right now the train to be on time. <laughs> um, I'm going to move on to some kind of quicker fire questions now. Right, go. So, have you ever seen a ghost? Well, yeah, and I've had quite a few out-of-body experiences. Okay. Yeah, I'm completely into so that. definitely ghosts. I know stuff, I can hear stuff, yeah. I feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I absolutely know when my nana is around me because there's nothing, nobody smokes near me, 
but I will go into a room and you can just smell cigarette smoke. Yeah. And so I that know. Kind of... I have all sorts of things yeah. like that that happen and symbols of knowing what, yeah, completely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what's your biggest office no-no? Mm, negativity. Yes, good Cannot one. stand that. It's a culture that we're breeding and it has to be, it has to feel, I can feel, I can walk into the office and I feel if there's something before anybody's told me anything. Did you feel anything when you walked into Zeal? Um, yeah, I felt all like happy that the picnic bench, the yeah. the grass. But I haven't spoken to anybody, so I didn't. Yeah. No, Apart no. from when I came in here and uh, Nick gave you a bad vibe. Sure, no, <laughs> just joking, Nick. <laughs> um, okay, fine. And then, um, if you, what kind of? Well, I guess this might be a similar question. But what kind of businesses do you avoid working with? Is there kind of any that you kind of deliberately stay away from or? Absolutely. The businesses that do not treat their employees well. Yeah. And you wouldn't place people there, obviously. But no. no, absolutely not. And would you not, even at the sake of commercial kind of gain, you would say, no, There's I'm no not gain doing, doing that. that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agree. Um, so we ask, we, I'm asking this question of everyone that's on the podcast I thought I was going to win because it's like a question with like a value and then Simon answered it and I think he beat me but the question is what's the most expensive thing you've ever broken so just to put it into context I said a bathroom suite uh, which I don't know 16,000 pounds something like that and then Simon answered his marriage so well uh, (laughs) yeah so where I went with that I went for a feeling Oh, right, okay. be like a broken heart. How long does it take? Yeah, yeah. How long did it take to fix that? How much therapy did you did you need? And what did that cost? How many <laughs> pairs of bloody shoes did you have to buy during that process? What other things did you do to unravel? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I just went logically. Uh, how many nights out? Yeah. Uh, no. So I went logically. Six, what have okay, I smashed? Okay. So we, if we've got to go as an object, then um, it would be well. I mean, I'm, yeah, I have been really clumsy. I can't imagine you smashing some stuff. Just saying. Um, the most expensive thing I've ever broken. Probably those Alexander McQueen shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably about the same as the bathroom suite. But it weren't broken, it was just fractured. Yeah, <laughs> it was mendable, but just not by your uh, co-founder in the recruitment business. We have lots of different people, I think, listening to this podcast. Um, all at different, like points of their career and their journey okay what would be a really good piece of advice you would give somebody um not necessarily who's looking to come into the recruitment business but just in business in general or, or career wise what would you say to them just starting out maybe so this is interesting because like i've done some work with the local high school which was my old high school so i went into see year 10 and spoke to them about different things and actually how the hell do you know what you want to do mm. when all you've done is sit in a classroom So you've got to get out there and get some experience. So um, my daughter's 15. She's just had a first experience of working in an organisation that's not Pyramid 8 because she has helped out for many years. Um, And I think you've got to go out and get a job and interact with public and actually see how things progress, what you learn. So she's just worked at the local pumpkin festival in the pumpkin field for most of October, which did really good, you know. Yeah. Um, get out there in that field. Um, <laughs> and, um, I mean, I started out working when I was 15. Yeah. And I just think when you're keen and you're doing something you enjoy, again, it's another energy you you, um, 
you're giving off and you attract people to you. And I've always, this is another reason actually that I do recruitment when I sat and thought of it after my 10 second calculator moment was I've always been the candidate that went for a job interview, never had the experience, Yeah. used to fail the technical tests, Yeah. used to bend the manager's head so HR had to try and find a way to give me the job, but I always got the job. Yeah. And then when it was all the sales jobs that I didn't have the experience for, I was always the one that was given the chance and I was the one that then would overachieve my targets. So yeah. it's about attitude and that is something that we do in our business every day. We encourage our clients to recruit for attitude. Yeah. Because somebody can have the skills. Yeah. If they can't be asked to use them or they can't be bothered to use them, then it's not going to... Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. We have kind of like, for, for Zeal, like culture fit is one of the biggest things in the interview. It's like, are you going to, you know, have the right mindset and attitude? Because like you say, really, we, we're not yeah. rocket scientists. We're not surgeons. Yeah. We can teach a lot of the skills. Um, I remember telling um, a friend's daughter of mine about, she was asking for interview tips. And obviously you must do a lot of this as recruiters. So, uh, but I remember saying, I once got a job that I was absolutely not qualified for, didn't have any experience over somebody that was very experienced because at the end of the interview, when they said, you know, have you got any questions or anything like that? I said, I haven't got a question, but I want you to know, I really want this job. <laughs> I really want it. I will work really hard and I will give you my everything. Because people don't normally say that at the end of interviews. And I always think that's quite a normal thing to do. But when we interview people here, you know, yeah. hot tip if anybody ever said that to me I'd be like yeah that's it's such a good thing to let the person know that you recognize you might not be qualified but yeah. you're gonna do everything you can to overcome that I absolutely guess. Yeah. and there's a lot of um there's a lot of stories around you know famous people that it's the same situation still Steven Spielberg amazing story yeah wasn't qualified to get into college, tried, went for a face-to-face interview. You're not good enough. You're not going to be a film director. All he'd done is his childhood were direct movies of his family. and um, So he took himself off to Universal Studios. Now, it's not confirmed or denied. So I've heard when I watched a documentary that um, if he said it was six months, but he went on a bus trip. And um, when the bus was due to leave, he went in the toilets and heard, well heard the bus go, went off up into the tower, found an office and um, <sighs> pretended he worked there and went in every day and came in and out. He got a badge no. and, and he watched people direct movies. And I think it was Jane Crawford. Apparently she was a notorious, difficult person to direct. Yeah. Probably like me or you really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was directing her. So it turned into him having a job there and he was ter- he was directing her in his early 20s. And everybody's like, how's he doing that? Yeah. And then they gave him Jaws. Oh, right. And Jaws. I never knew that story. So Jaws was amazing because um, he had the script, but they gave him 60-something days to film this, and every time they put the shark in, it broke. And he was like, I ain't got time to fix it because it took two weeks. Yeah. So that's how he created, let's just put the music in and pretend he's under the water. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. And then, no actually, they released it. Was it 76? Yeah. Um, um, and it yeah. was the biggest selling yeah. blockbuster mu- movie of all time there was nobody like- and everybody told him he would not be a movie director so yeah. actually the answer to your first question which goes into all the manifesting and everything just believe yeah because if you believe it enough you're having it yeah okay i like that um i know what i wanted to ask you as well actually um the kind of women in business kind of thing okay how do you feel about that because um 
I, as I've kind of said in my first first podcast, I'm obviously very supportive of women, but I don't like female-only stuff. Where do you sit on that kind of thing? Do you do any female-only networking, or what do you... I don't actually know. Um, actually, there is a group that I'm meeting on Monday that I did engage with, but that group... Um, kind of disbanded but then a few of us all met meet up every few months but yeah it's not it's nothing no no I don't and if you ever kind of do you, do you think it's ever held you back or is what it being something... female yeah <laughs> seeing as I'm the biggest tomboy in town I don't think so yeah I get I get that. my mum that... thought I was a boy she used to call me Edward until I was 10 <laughs> so when I was out in the streets that opens a she kind shouted of to me because she used to have my hair cut short because I used to cry when she brushed it so she cut she made me look like a boy she dressed me like a boy <laughs> and when we were out she'd shout Edward so no I'm not really bothered actually right yeah fine I think I'm the, I'm the same <laughs> and That's actually that. and actually my business partner he's a professional ballet dancer so we've got the oh, yin and the yang yeah there you go well it's International Men's Day today when we're as we record this so um, and I think it's important that if you celebrate International Women's Day you should also celebrate International Man's Day. You should just so. celebrate, just every, celebrate day. every day. I mean, exactly. I don't need it. I don't need a reason to celebrate. I yeah. think if your goldfish were having a party, I'd come. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have. A, I've got a dog, and my oh, dog. Well, that's I, will, fine. I will invite you to her next birthday party. <laughs> She'll be five. Um, and then um, probably my last question, uh, as we are running over a little bit, but that's fine. Um, which and I love this question because it means a lot to me. Uh, what's what was the last thing you did for the first time ever? <clears throat> so it's like um i, I yeah, think it's I really it. important yeah just to, to keep think doing whether it's just doing things for the first time you've never done before i imagine you do that quite a lot you seem like that kind of person to mm, i think um that that was quite an impact difference would have been 18 months ago when i did a shamanic meditation oh right okay yeah so that was something that you know, actually, I would never have thought, I'd have been like, what? Yeah. But no, it was the most, yeah, it was an amazing experience, amazing. What? What is it? I'd... So it's meditation, but it's um, it's about visualising. Uh, oh, you need to try it. <laughs> oh, I could do that. That could be my doing well, something imagine... for the first time. Well, yeah, you should. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So it it, it was quite a session. It was about two and a half hours um and it was while i was staying in a yurt so i'd gone away for a few days and it was really good um <laughs> and you'll just think i'm all bonkers if i tell you what we did and these two are looking at me like well oh, this this is this cuckoo from ponty <laughs> well hey, that's i hey, did i know but we are you as as batshit crazy so yeah, well, it's, it's fine but in the, in the very very best way that's a that's a huge compliment yeah well but yeah uh, we did um something that you might like actually we did uh, I did something at Zeal for the first time which was we got a guy called Laughing John <laughs> and and I didn't tell any of the guys what we were doing at all and I just took them all into the boardroom and uh, this guy came in he was a Hawaiian shirt and I told the guy I'd, I'd not told anybody what's happening and he was like okay fine and he just started going <laughs> and then everybody just started doing it back to him but we're looking at each other going what the hell is going on and it was so good because it was like half an hour it was only 15 minutes in, somebody was like, what, what are we doing? And I was like, nobody knew. <laughs> but it was really good. And it was like laughing yoga, but it's really good for like team building. Like he just comes in and he comes into your office and then just, it's like meditation slash yoga slash laughing. Wow. Really good. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. It I is, love it laughing. Really, I, I can recommend what, it. Right. Have you ever, because I love that when this happens to me, 
woken yourself up laughing. No. Oh, it is the most. It is such what? an amazing feeling and experience when you wake up in the middle of the night laughing. Why? How does that even happen? Oh, it's wonderful. Because you're dreaming of something funny? I don't know what's going on, but you proper wake up laughing. It's like, wow, I've just woke myself up laughing. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that. I'm going to try. I don't know if you can make it, but yeah. Well, I wonder if it'll be your uh, something new. That could be, no, I think my something new is going to be, I'm going to do the secret thing. I'm going to look like... And then a shamanic meditation. Yeah, and then, well, we'll we'll just start with the secret. Take it in baby steps. And then she's going to come in with a sage bundle and (laughs) cleanse the whole office. (laughs) Cleanse every corner. Oh my God, I actually do that, but just not with that. I have this like um, neon calm spray. And sometimes when I feel people are just getting a little bit edgy, I wander around spraying people. Not in the face, but like, you know, just above the heads. And I'm like, just calm down. Everybody just calm down And I'll tell you what else is good. Uh, I advise Simon to do this, actually. Because like, you know, when you're getting stressed or whatever. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, take off your shoes and socks and walk around barefoot <laughs> and connect. That is so amazing. Um, okay, I'm going to stick with my neon calm spray, but I can try the barefoot thing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If you could give the younger you advice, what would it be and why? Uh, I would, I think I would say like, don't worry so much because, um, yeah, a a while ago I was really poorly, uh, about four years ago, like seriously ill in hospital. And I, although it was the worst time of my life, I wouldn't change that because it totally makes me worry less now. Like the health, your health is really the most important thing in life, like work, friends, stress, all of that stuff, none of it is as important as health because if you don't have that, you can't do anything else. So I would just say like, I mean, I used to worry about everything. I used to think, oh, this might happen and then go in a spiral of yeah, yeah. this might happen. And I would just want to grab like young Jane and go, chill the fuck out. You're all right. Yeah. Like it is not important. It does not matter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I lost a lot. I lost a lot of kind of time worrying really. And I think if I could have put that energy into something else, what could I have done? Could have spoken French. Yeah, yeah. Could be fluent in Italian. Anything. You can do anything you want. You can do anything Henry you want. Henry Ford. Yeah, Henry- I feel inspired right now. I'm loving this. I knew you'd be a good guest. Henry Ford. You it. Think you can. Think you can. Either way, you'll be right. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming in and uh, spending your time with us. I genuinely really appreciate it. And I think if we have learned anything, it is that gratitude is most definitely the attitude. Tune in and listen to our next episode of Zeal Talk. And if you do have any questions or comments, then feel free to email us on zealtalk at wehavezeal.com or hit us up on any of our social channels. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. Bye.